Why KiwiSaver? KiwiSaver is a must because, first of all, your employer matches your contribution to a certain level. Plus, there's a government contribution. So why not? There is money has been given to you by someone else. So that's just to start with. $521 free from exactly. the government. And your employer will match the 3%. So why not? So the biggest mistake I see with KiwiSaver is the contribution rate and potentially the fund in which someone's in. Have you had the same experience as that? Yeah. So probably the worst the worst thing I've ever seen when you go to someone, hey, hey where's your KiwiSaver? And they go, oh, with this provider. And I go, oh, great. Which fund? <laughs> and they go, what, what do you mean? That's a disaster. That is an absolute disaster. This is could be the difference in millions by retirement, especially if you're a young person. Right? So that is an absolute disaster. What is the biggest mistake that you see with KiwiSaver today? So in reality, there are two mistakes. Number one, being the wrong fund and wrong provider. How do we choose the right provider? We need to find the right fund first. Then it's easy. Then let's go and see the numbers and numbers don't lie. And we can try to find out the best performing provider for that fund. So the first problem is people don't understand which fund they should be in. And that's for all whole different factors. But let's simplify it today and let's just look at the two stops for KiwiSaver. Stop number one, buying a first home. Stop number two, age of 65. So first thing you need, we need to know, are you a first home buyer? Then your plan is, okay, you want to use it for a deposit. All right, then. So here we need to find out how long before you buy a first home because that's going to determine what type of fund. It's a lot of different factors, but one of these factors is how long before you're going to use it. The other one is when you're 65 to 65 is, again, there's a lot of different factors. How old are you? How many years left for you? Plan? Are you planning to work beyond 65 or not? What do you want to do at 65? There's a lot of these questions not really asked. Of course, there is the regulations questions always asked, which is amazing and it's really good. But there's more questions need to be asked to tailor-made a really good, happy retirement or to maximize your deposit and to buy as fast as possible. So that's one. And I don't think the market out there doing a bad job. They're doing a good job. Generally, a lot of financial advisors come explain that try to explain which fund you should be in. And then after that, most of financial advisors can deal with all providers or the best providers so they can actually show you the numbers and, and help you to choose the provider. So I don't think there is a bad job there, but what's missing is the small link of people saying, hey, I need help. Can you tell me, am I in the right provider? I think there is lack of education here. A lot of people think it's sit and forget, but then when they put their hands up, in general, they get a, a really good advice. That being said, that wasn't enough because I kept digging in. And then if you look at numbers, it shows that most of Kiwis will retire with, no, with not enough KiwiSaver. So that means whatever this advice, whatever it's happening, it's still not enough. Do you, don't you see that? Let, let's talk about two key areas that I see as a common mistake when I speak to clients. And there's two simple things. Yeah. Contribution rate. Thank you. And the second one, voluntary contribution. And not many people know that you can make voluntary contributions. And for the plug here, I have to say that I wish I knew five years ago that if I put 50 bucks into my KiwiSaver every single month, I would have had 20 grand more to buy my first home. Absolutely. So talk to me about the, the contribution rate and the voluntary contribution so, rate. This is what's really not happening at the moment. Or if it's we do it at WealthHQ and if anyone else doing doing it, well done. 
really well done. Let's let's talk about retirement, for example. We need to understand what type of retirement they want to they want to live, and we need to look at all their assets, and we need to kind of reverse engineer it and how much you, you need to live. And back in the day, it was a lot easier because most people just you know you've got six, seven, eight years to live after retirement. You can you know scrape by living longer now. Oh, absolutely, it's changed. Sixty five is so young. Mm. You know, that means minimum, you've got a 20 years, 20 years of living. If you think about it, this is mad long life. We want to project that and understand it. So just by having the correct fund and the correct or the best provider is not enough. We need to understand our contribution because excuse my language. If you put bugger all, you will end with bugger all. Thank you very much. So, but how do we understand this? We can't do the, let's pull a number out of a hat. And we go, oh, 4%, 8%, 10%. We can't. We need a full dynamic plan with the cash projection and cash flow and understand what we have. And things changes. So you're getting married. I am. And that's in two months. That is. Cool. I'm having a baby. Yes. In two months. Yes. That's going to affect our cash flow. It is. So that means our KiwiSaver contribution could change accordingly mm -hmm. because we want to understand this. Sometimes KiwiSaver almost draining our cash because people contributing 8 and 10% and thinking that's it. And then what happened? They need a reaction, drop it to three or stop contributing. And guess what happened? Well, you lose your money. No, they just leave it. It might be that was just, you know, you want to do it the first six months of getting married or the first six months of the baby, but then it's been left. Yep. The little that they know, the ripple effect of that small knee-jerk reaction is massive at retirement. It's the same knee-jerk reaction that we saw back in 21, 2022, when the markets crashed and people moved out of a growth account straight into a conservative. Hey, what, don't what get got, me started about jumping ships. was people lost lost and locked in their losses. They don't didn't, they, they didn't that on keep that. that money going because it's not timing the market. It's all about time in the market. In the market. Hey, look, before we jump onto this, never jump ship unless you talk to a professional because you might hurt you yourself. Will. No, you won't, might. You will hurt yourself. Let, let's go back to this. So basically, can you say the, the plan should be flexible? The plan should take in consideration a new baby, getting married, you know, in your case, in Rarotonga. That costs a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> so in that, you know, we need to have a flexible plan. I'm not sure if anyone else doing it and if they are, well done. We do it. We do a full prediction and then we kind of work out, hey, hey Dave, if you continue at this much, you will have this much. You need to add this much and we can make it flexible. And the key is, you said it before, voluntary contribution. You can voluntary contribute at any minute, any second, and you can stop that because you've just had a baby or you're having a fancy wedding in Rarotonga, which is, I did not make the cut. <laughs> That's a different subject, a whole different episode about that. The voluntary contribution is a really good hack that people can use. Now, the other thing to consider, right, is if you are contributing 3%, 4%, or no matter what, we do have a thing called PIR rate. So it's the amount of tax that you pay. So if you are a high income earner, and we're talking $150,000, $200,000 a year, you're going to be paying, what, 30 odd, well over 30% on your tax, right? Correct. So your PII rate through KiwiSaver is only 28%. Maximum 28. So what, you're, what we're more or less saying is that if you're earning high income and you have a 10% contribution to KiwiSaver, you're only paying 28% tax on that 10%. You're not paying 39% on that, right? So, right. so what 
if we look at tax side, what's better? Yeah, well, numbers don't lie. That's obviously it's better. But I think a lot of people don't go that deep to kind of realize, oh, okay, is that better from a tax perspective? Is that better from my cash flow? Is that better for my retirement? They don't know. Most of people, other question, let's let's start this. How much do you contribute in your key saver? And you'll be surprised if people go, oh, four, three? I don't know. I don't know. And guess what? That very small piece of information that you didn't know, that is actually the vital part of your retirement. And you don't know. It's like um, asking a pilot about the wings and they go, oh, I'm not sure if the wings still there or not. W- would you would you go in this uh, airplane? No. Exactly. Don't like flying as it is. Exactly. I love flying, but that's a different subject again. But the point is in here. It's, it's more than just switching providers. It's more than just finding the correct fund, which is vital, but it's more than just that. It's above and beyond that. It's a full plan. And we proud ourselves at Wealth HQ. We do that. We go above and beyond to have a cash flow projections, planning for everything. We plan for the wedding, for the babies, for the first home, for retirement. Because it's all happening one after another. It's not like three different plans. It's only one plan with a lot of different stages to get the right amount of contribution. And that's probably the biggest point of difference. Otherwise, you know what? Maybe you can do it yourself. You just go and Google the best provider, highest provider, and try to do it. They'll all pop up though. That's the thing. Again, that's another one. Another common mistake, people try to do it themselves and they end up with a provider doing so well. For one month. For one month. Three months. One year. But how can you build a plan for 25 years basing it on only one year information? You can't. So we try to long plans. We go to the oldest providers. We look at 10 years. You know, we look at a lot of different factors and giving an advice as who's the right provider and what's the right fund. But obviously the biggest thing, it's based on you, how much you should contribute. Again, remember what I said, bugger all equal. Bugger all. Now, before we sign off, question... You mentioned Dave earlier, a question from Dave actually that popped up earlier today saying, hey guys, my KiwiSaver is with the bank. I'm not going to say what bank. Is that the best place for me to optimize my KiwiSaver for retirement? I can answer. If um, Most of people, they love having their KiwiSaver with the bank for two reasons. Reason number one, my partner just told me that. Would you believe that? I love having my KiwiSaver with that bank because I can see it on my phone. That's actually, believe it or not, that's one of the main reasons. You can see your KiwiSaver anywhere in the app and most of these apps can link the banks so you can see all your accounts kind of together. So basically that is not a problem. Not only the bank can show you a KiwiSaver. It's just, it's a matter of having a logon and, and you open it with a face recognition. So simple. So this is a shouldn't be why you chose your provider because when you retire and you don't have enough money, yeah, that was your reasoning. So you feel silly by the end. That's one. Second one is people trust banks simply. And lots of people don't know there is other different providers. And I'm not saying banks are bad providers, but I'm saying search for the best provider. Could be bank, a KiwiSaver provider. It's just about looking at the whole big picture. And if we look at the top performance, you will see a bank or two slip in with the top 10, but the top, 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 some banks are, some not. It it doesn't matter, but just by having it with the bank, it doesn't mean you're all good. And sadly, a lot of clients think only banks provide KiwiSaver. They don't know their other companies, or they think it's, you know, too hard to switch. It's not. It's very, very simple and very easy. And a lot of people think why they want to be with the bank, because it's safe. Bank has got the money. Banks knows how to manage money. Little that they know, KiwiSaver money, 
It's never with the bank. It's never with the provider. Your KiwiSaver money, it's a trust fund with IRD. So your money is safe. Even if your KiwiSaver provider went belly up, basically the money will be reallocated different provider or you can choose your new provider. So there's no difference from a safety perspective. All you need to do is see who's performing better. The other question I have, what is the main business of a bank? What's the main business? They do two things that are really good. They put people in debt, obviously through property, and they make profit. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, not, not trying to, I'm not trying uh, to, to to say anything bad about the bank, but the bank's oh, best business is, yeah, it's, it's mortgages, so it's ask, lending. Ask the question again. Yeah, it's lending. That is their biggest area. Bank's goal is to lend money. Yeah, It's yeah. not necessarily there to focus on a managed KiwiSaver fund or a robust insurance policy or good asset finance. That is all do you want fries with that? Yeah. Now, we know that we're financial advisors. Yeah, right? 100%. But people out there don't understand the potential repercussions of having their financial products through a bank, which yeah. is why, whether it's us or whether it's somebody else who is educated in this area, yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Make sure you seek independent financial okay. advice because these decisions are going to change potentially your retirement and how much you're going to have in your retirement. 100%. And if does something does happen in between yeah. that, you've also got that aspect too. Hey, look, the difference between you travel in your camper van around New Zealand and enjoy your retirement Fantastic. with our great country or even traveling the world, eating the best food, having a really nice, warm home for you and your partner while you have your kids and grandkids comes to visit you versus a real struggle to pay your power bill, to apply for grants or keep moving around because you can't afford the rent is simple phone call away when you 25 or 35 year old. The correct advice for that retirement plan is just a, a phone call away to, with the, to the right person. And I'm not saying call us. Of course, well, I am because we're the best. So we can call us. But I mean, just at least talk to someone. You know? The other aspect that I think that's really important for people to understand is that you can set up a KiwiSaver for your kids. Now, you're not going to get the government contribution early on. However, you are going to have compounding interest on those accounts. So if you could go back to when you were one or two years old, that's a long time ago. But if you could do that and KiwiSaver was around, your parents might be putting in a thousand or two thousand dollars a month into your KiwiSaver. Sorry, two thousand dollars a year, not a month. You're going to compound that and you're going to have a great deposit for a first home. Whereas when it's in the bank, you can touch it. It's not getting interest. It's not doing anything. So it's always a good idea to consider KiwiSaver for your kids at an early age to get them one step ahead. 100%. 100%. You set them up. On that, they're going to ask questions. If a client comes to you and you say, hey, why don't you have KiwiSaver? And they answer, well, I'm great at savings. I can save. What would you say to them? Well, your savings isn't giving you $521 every single year free money. That's one. KiwiSaver most certainly is. Your bank isn't compounding interest, so you're not making money on your money. And the third one is you're actually right now losing money because of inflation. I would say those three things. I would say, great, keep saving. But KiwiSaver, sadly, the name is misleading. It's not a saving scheme. It's actually an investment scheme, and that's the difference. So the problem I see, like, oh my God, last night I was watching TV. I don't know why, but I was making dinner on the TV in the background. And I'm not want to mention which program, but it was one program around 6.30, o'clock and they keep going about the interest on the KiwiSaver because they're talking about a new potential policy of people the young under 30 can use KiwiSaver for bond and they keep saying losing the interest losing interest and it didn't sit well 
with me because there's no interest on KiwiSaver. It's called return on investment. ROI. Yeah, there is very different. What that means, that means interest. If you put yourself your money in one place, let's say a bank, and they will give you 2% interest, that is a 2% interest. You're always going to get this 2% interest. And like you said, in the inflation environment, you're losing money because if the inflation is, oh, well, oh today they're going to tell us what's the inflation rate, the new one. But last time was what, 67 so if your money at a 2% and the inflation is 6.7, so what's that mean you're losing 5.7 every day percent of your money every day you're leaving your money on that 2% interest. In order to just have your money in a kind of equal amount, you need the equal amount of inflation, 6.7. So that's one thing you need to understand that. But second thing is return on investment, it's an averaging of performing funds and they can go up and down. And that's why we need to understand the length, what's going on, when you want to use it. And that's why if you are a first home buyer and you're about to buy something, you know, your, your first home in a month, two, six or eight or even a year and your money sitting in a growth fund because you go, the growth fund is giving me 9% interest. It's not interest. It's return on investment. But what's scary about this, in the next nine months, there's a possibility the return on investment for your fund is gone in the negative. So you lost money. Suddenly you don't have enough deposit. That's why you need to understand where is your money and is it fit with your goal. And it's not an interest. It's return on investment. You need to effectively do your first time buyer, you need to do a risk analysis. Any person who is knowledgeable in this area knows that if you're going to be using your KiwiSaver within the next 12 months, you should probably be looking on focusing at a conservative fund. Right now, if you are looking at a retirement, then you can afford to potentially take more risks depending on the duration and also your risk appetite. Just to be clear, guys, this is not an advice. This is just a, a chat between two mates who works together. If you really want an advice, we're more than happy to give you the advice from the experts in our company after taking you through a thorough, thorough understanding of your situation. So again, that's a disclaimer. That is not an advice. That's a chat. This is a prime example how we take this seriously. This is your livelihood. This is your retirement. This is so big. Please pay attention to your KiwiSaver or at least pay more attention to your KiwiSaver. So what we're saying is Take independent legal advice, not legal, and take independent advice. What we're saying is take a focus on your contribution. Think about where you are investing your money. Think about if you are able to make voluntary contributions, how much that is. These are all things to take into consideration and what the end goal of this is, because that's all that matters. Yeah. What the end goal is, where do you want to get to? What does your retirement look for you? Or what house do you want for your first home? Because now... There's no better time to purchase property irrespective of what people think, right? We know the stats. We know the numbers. We know that prices are down. So if you've got the ability to move, now's perfect time. Make sure that your, your, your finances are all in order. Yeah, 100%. So again, the approach, it's not um, – one vehicle is going to get you to where you go. It's a plenty. It's a lot of a, more than one vehicle. So QServer is one of them um, and it shouldn't be neglected at all. Uh, they all contribute and they all, um, you know, help you to achieve the great retirement you want to have. But not only this, I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of financial advisors, they put a plan makes now boring. We don't do that because you know what? You're doing all you can. So you can enjoy life after 65? Nah, it's not me. 
I want to show you how to enjoy life from now till you die. It's always enjoyable. And that's require a little bit more hard work from our part to get the planning correctly and budget even for fun. Because I can tell you, if you don't have an active budget with fun is one of the items, this budget will fail sooner or later. We've seen it happen. And that's why we make sure it doesn't happen. And that's why we have excelled in this area. Yeah. And I most certainly think you're right. There is not only one way to create wealth. KiwiSaver is something that's always going to happen. Some people might opt out of it because they are investing and they're spending hours on end to invest somewhere else. And that is completely fine so long as you're doing something with your money. However, if you're not doing that, you need to take a closer approach to your KiwiSaver yeah. over and above the types of property you might be looking to purchase or helping your family into it because 65 is just around the corner. 100%. And there's, it's never too late as well. I see a lot of clients go, oh, I'm 45. I never joined KiwiSaver. It's too late. Well, mate, you still got about another 40 years of living. It's never too late. Uh, get it done. But hey, look, if you're still listening after all this chat, long chat, <laughs> some of it was uh, talking about uh, Andy's wedding and so on. Thank you so much for listening. And hey, give us some feedback. We would love to keep doing this and maybe we can talk about something else next time. But if you have got anything out of this long chat between me and my mate Andy, pay close attention to your QSaver. Where's your QSaver? Which fund and how much you contribute? Is it enough? And do you have a flexible plan? So when you contribute, it's not affecting or draining your cash flow. You can move quicker in and out from that amount of contribution. If you don't know how to do that, you know what to do. What to do, Andy? You get in touch. Get in touch. Thank you. Thank you.